You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio 94.1. Coming to you live from S.B. Ballard Stadium's Cornblow Field on the campus of Old Dominion University. It's 757 Saturday Sports Talk as we get you set for state championship Saturday on this 10th day of December, the year 2022. Matt Hatfield here with you. We've got the coach, Ed Young, as well. A.J. Risser back in our Virginia Beach studios. Thanks to Al Foreman and everybody here at Old Dominion, Matt Drexler and company, getting us all situated and set up as it's a big day of high school football championship action. We've got a local team from the 757 playing for a crown today, the Maury Commodores, coming in at 10-1 overall, taking on the unbeaten Highland Springs Springers, who check in at 14-0 overall. And that'll be followed around 4 o'clock today with the Class 6 game. Two Northern Virginia schools going toe-to-toe. Freedom of Woodbridge, who's unbeaten at 14-0 overall, taking on the James Madison Warhawks, who are 11-3 overall. Madison lost last year's title game to Oscar Smith. And out at Liberty University in Lynchburg, the Phoebus Phantoms, also from the 757 in the city of Hampton at 14-0 overall, taking on the Heritage Pioneers of Lynchburg at 12-2, part of a double dip that also includes unbeaten's Dinwiddie and Kettle Run colliding. Uh, good morning, Ed. It's good to see you made it here. Didn't bring breakfast, but that's all right. We'll uh, give you a pass for now. You got two wins this week on the hardwood, so you're in a better mood than you were last week after the Kings Fork loss thanks to your wins over Northampton and Nandua. So just play the teams that begin in the letter N, and you're in good shape. Yeah, I don't think we have any more ends on the schedule. So None? Hurt. I'm pretty sure we don't. No New Kent, Narrows, Norcom, Norview, no ends North Cross? Schedule. No ends on the schedule. Not and, away. And I got here about 9 Nine nine oh five, but I was at the other side of campus at Powhatan Field. I thought for some reason yeah. I thought we were playing at Nepal. No, but we're not. So we're in S. B. Ballard. Yep. Cornblaw. 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 You're going to mess Cornblau it up. Field. How, um, first of all, how do you mess up that? And you mess up Dino Franz's last name. It's Franza. Fran- well, see, when people change, you keep thinking their of names, Fonz, the Fonz from from Happy Days. Don't what you? happens a lot of times? Kids in school do this too. They'll change their names around. He never changes because name. they're hiding from somebody. So when I get the right one down, and they go to the wrong one, no. so I give the right one out, but they're using the wrong one. So I mean, that, that's kind of how I look at how these things go. What's your excuse for DJ Uyunglele and Giannis Antetokounmpo? Well, see, there you had a situation where some people um, were drinking when they meant to make the name, and they just threw a bunch of the letters. They weren't drinking. That was their last name. They named him DJ and Giannis. Well, I you can know, take some letters out. How's a kid going to spell his name in kindergarten, preschool? You can't. It's too many letters. The hole is getting deeper like, and deeper. It's you're just digging a grave. That's just. I mean, no, I look at things in a pretty simplistic way. You know, Smith, Jones, Green, Brown. You don't like Biaka Batuka or Fuamatu Maafala? You don't need all that. You don't need all that. It almost sounds like you're inventing a disease or something. No, we don't do that. we got some high school football to talk about. Do you want to start, though, with a couple of high school basketball scores from last night? Where do you want to begin this well, show? We're not going to begin on your Raiders or the Saints, who I'm both angered at both of those coaches for other reasons that we won't go too well, in-depth on this show about because I'm a little a, boil, boiling right now. It's a championship football day. Yes. So let's get basketball out of the way. All right. So get it out of the way get fast. Get it out of the way. We don't need to talk hoops. Done with. Get it out. Secondary sport. So you, so you want to time me on how fast we do the scoreboard? You want to time me? No, I'm going to time you. Take your time. Get all the information out we need be. Then we can give more attention okay. to um, the fellows that are wearing in, on the gridiron. All right. So let's do a fast scoreboard from last night in high school hoops. I don't have all the scores, but you know, you know where to go to get those, virginiapreps.com. 
top teams from last night. Ed's team was on a break, 2-1. and one. He plays today against the Bruton Panthers at Deep Creek High School. At a 4 o'clock tip if they want to go over there and see you play. Red Coach, suit today? Coaches versus cancer. No, no suits today. It's an okay. afternoon game. Too hot. Coaches versus Aww. cancer. I'm wearing a Showcase. suit. I'm wearing a half a suit today. Well, I mean, you know, if you had the lights on in your your building, you wouldn't have to worry about it, but you didn't. Um, yeah, coaches versus cancer. There's a lot of basketball being played today. There's a, a big uh, JV showcase. Nine games over at Western Branch, which our JVs are playing in later this evening. That actually starts right now over okay. at Western Branch. goes all the way till tonight. All right, Kings Fork, a winner last night over Deep Creek, 70-37. to In the Eastern District, Maury beats Granby, 54-24. Church on a winner over Norcom, 63-47 behind Paul Jones' 21 points and eight rebounds, a double-double from Sincere Jones of 13 points, 12 rebounds to go with his four blocks and three steals. Grafton Clippers under Coach Jeremy Jordan. They lost last week to Nandua, but they got back on the winning track with a 67-50 win over Bruton behind Kyler Coleman's 24 points. Also a double-double from Isaiah Chisholm, 22 points, 17 rebounds for the Kentucky Soccer Commit. How about that? He plays soccer, plays basketball. I'm sure he didn't like the World Cup, though. No, but, that, you know, both those sports complement each other in terms of footwork. We won't let you talk soccer today because that could, that could set us down a really bad path. Uh, also last night in the Eastern District, Norview a winner over Manor, 56-48. It was back in the Bay River, Smithfield, victorious over New Kent, 66-47, as Chris Brown's Packers moved to 4-0 overall, led by E.J. Hendricks and Sekou Fry, 15 points apiece for them. Over in the Beach District last night, Green Runner winner over First Colonial, 77-45. Lanstown prevails, 57-39 over Bayside. Tallwood, a winner over Salem, 63-52. And Kempsville winning on a game winner with five seconds to go against Princess Anne, 58-56, as Darren Sinderland's Chiefs get back on the winning track. Cox all over Ocean Lakes, 76-29. to 29. Back to the southeastern for a sec here. Your league, Ed. Uh, Currituck of North Carolina knocks off Western Branch, 55-47, to 47, as Currituck wins on 50% shooting from behind the three-point line, 6-12 of 12 last night. Great Bridge, a winner over Grassfield. Bit of a surprise, 76-64, to 64, but Scott Bigby's team is scoring the basketball quite well. They had 88 last week on Deep Creek, and the brothers Antoine Brown and Christian Brown supplying much of the offense for them. How about the... Franklin Broncos, Robbie Cutchins' team, they double up Windsor 70-35 to behind Shavon Torrance's double-double of 18 points and 12 rebounds. So 4-0 for the Broncos, who you will see in January. Over in the Peninsula District last night, the Menchville Monarchs remain unblemished. They're 4-0 before a huge matchup with Woodside coming up on Tuesday as Lamont Struthers' team beats Kickatan 57-32 to behind 12 points each from Jordan Watlington and Etienne Struthers, the Appalachian State commit heritage knocks off phoebus 67 to 30 i'm sorry 67 to 62 67 62 heritage a winner over phoebus as dimitri batten's hurricanes prevail dimitri the former old dominion standout jordan leaks had 27 points in defeat for the phantoms while trevon rakes had 30 points to lead the canes in that one back in the southeastern oscar smith the winner over hickory 89 to 38 trey williams with 18 points five assists and five steals for lavar griffin's tigers the small schools action last night, Christchurch a winner over Essex 63-41, Carver Academy over Armstrong 67-55, Matthews beats Charles City 77-60, King and Queen a winner over West Point 46-41, King George defeats Westmoreland 55-34, and how about this surprise of a score to some, maybe not those that follow Class 1 closely, Lancaster a winner over Cape Henry 62-51 as the Red Devils a race in an early first quarter deficit, lead by seven at the break, six after three quarters of play, and they beat the Dolphins by 11. So a great win for a Class 1 school to beat a private school power in Hampton Roads. Your thoughts on some of those, Ed, before we go to the girls and close out the high school hoop scores from last night? Well, going backwards, Lancaster's a pretty good program. 
number uh, one in the state in class one. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think come uh, February they'll be in contention for that title again. And, of course, Cape Henry, we already know how good that program has been under um, Mark Hall. So, not, but not a real big surprise. I, I keep telling people, uh, we just played two, two small schools, Northampton and Dua. We had a heck of a lot of trouble with them, not that we're a powerhouse team. Northampton has a 6'8". Uh, kid inside, which we neutralized fairly well, and a pretty good guard who neutralized himself by getting benched, um, getting in with the head coach on some words, so that helped us out. Um, two very, very good players, and then we play Nandua has two super guards that I'm as good as in, I've seen in the big school level, too, so the thing with the small schools is sometimes the depth's a little questionable, but those four, first four or five guys are pretty strong, so most of what I heard you say right now kind of went according to uh, how it is. Franklin's very good, too. That's another team we'll have to worry about later down the road undefeated. And, of course, uh, Smithfield's doing really well now. Under Chris Brown, they're undefeated. I saw them play in the uh, summer. A lot of athletes that he has there. So most things that you mentioned going according to plan. And, uh, you know, just early in the basketball season, everybody trying to fill each other out. We've played three games. We've started Eight different kids have started. Half of more than half of our rosters already started in terms of just three games. So it's, it's a feeling out process. Moving over to the girls' side of things, some scores we have for you: Salem beats Tallwood forty-eight to sixteen. Ocean Lakes prevails over Cox forty-five to forty. Uh, non-district action: Kings Fork a winner over Greater Latrobe. Not sure where they're from. Pittsburgh. That's Pittsburgh. Oh, is it? Pennsylvania. Okay. Pennsylvania. All right. I'm glad that's why we keep you around to give us uh, the update on Greater Latrobe. Kings Fork girls a winner seventy to forty-one in that one. And uh, Hampton Roads Academy defeats Greenbrier Christian 46-16. to Don't have a whole list of girls' scores, so we apologize for today. We'll fix that a little bit more for next week. So that will close out the scores in an abbreviated edition for today because it is state championship Saturday here, and we're here to talk high school football with all of you. Give us a call if you like at 757-687-9494. That's area code 757-687-9494. I watched a good one last night on the NFHS Network. Uh, Cave Spring and Northside. Northside a winner over Cave Spring, 57-38. to 38. You did go to Bethel-Denby. What was the final? I did not get a score reported from that game. Don't tell me you didn't write it down. No, I didn't Oh, write you're it fired. Down. I didn't write it you're down. You're fired. It, it was a whole lot to a little bit. I know that. Bethel, Bethel won. Bethel just some really, really good athletes. Unbelievable. Really. Denby has a lot some youngsters out there. It, it wasn't. It wasn't that close. We'd so. send you to one game to give us a score, and you can't do it right. Well, Unacceptable. I had to scout Denby. We played them this well, coming. How you scout them? You don't have the final score. I don't need a final score. I just need yes, to know you about do. personnel. I used to know this. Tendencies. I, I still know it. Still know it. you, you got to get out and see people. Unbelievable. You don't have the score for us. Somebody will call in with that score or tweet us it or text us it. The Bethel-Denby final because you didn't do your job. Well, Bill Belichick says do your job. You didn't do your job. They got, you, you know. Dennis Allen sure didn't say that, nor did uh, your boy Josh McDaniels on Thursday night. They didn't Josh do their McDaniels. job. My gosh. Press Josh coverage. And, and eight, 98 yards of the minute 45 for Baker Mayfield, Rister's guy. And that's not what the Panthers did. You can't take credit for that one. My gosh. What were they doing? Well. I'm still salty. Yeah, you're you're a little, yeah there's for different reasons. Very too. salty. Hatfield, when he goes totally quiet and doesn't eat his food when watching a game, something's going on. Very salty. I, I, I've kind of come to accept it with the Raiders. I mean, it was their fourth time. They'll probably do it again. Not sure they're going to win another game. And, and, and you know, The I, Rams, I, they don't have Cooper Cup, Aaron uh, Donald. Are you kidding me? I mean, it was a heck of a job by Mayfield. I give him all the credit in the world. And the, Yan- the Yankees, the Raiders, stupid penalty, slapping a ball out of a guy's hand. They couldn't block it Max Crosby. Stuff. They were grabbing him all night. Yeah, uh, you know, 
and by the way, McDaniel's going nowhere, people. Raider fans, we can be calm. He's going nowhere. Fire him. Get no, rid of him. He's not. Mark, he definitely Mark, didn't do his job. Mark Davis is not getting rid of him. He's already backed him like crazy. He'll go at least one more. Now, if this would be next year, coming off of a 500 or less season, yes. But, no, he's not going nowhere. And, and people keep talking about Sean Payton. Sean Payton will be the next coach of the Dallas Cowboys as early as next year. So. Wow. Are you guaranteeing that? I got sources Sir in high places, yeah. I would guarantee. So you're. Earned, so I'm guessing you think Dallas loses the opening round of the playoffs to Tampa Bay or Tampa Tom, who's just no, a wizard. Not, you know what? I I would. To, to me, Dallas has an honest shot of going not only to the Super Bowl but winning it. And I, I just think that Sean Payton is probably the number one candidate for any openings out there. And I think Jerry Jones has probably told him, "Look, don't make any moves until you talk to me." But how do you get rid of a coach that's winning? I, I just, I've always said that a guy that's winning, unless he's done something horrible, horrible, horrible to, to the program team or whatever, or committed a horrendous, horrendous crime, you're not going to get rid of a guy that's winning. It'd be stupid. I mean, right. that's what your coach for is to win. Uh, we've got someone on Twitter. Uh, I believe this is ODB Sports that tweets at us. How can you stream Phoebus for free, uh, folks? If you're wanting to watch the games today, uh, be it any of the games, the Class One and Class Two finals at Salem, the Class Three, Class Four finals at Liberty University, or the Class Five and Class Six championships that are here at Old Dominion. Well, if you're not going to be here or there in person, uh, you have to watch with a subscription on the NFHS Network. That is the only way, unless you go to the games and buy a ticket to watch the games. It's a very small fee. I think it's like. Well, less than $100 for the year to have the annual pass. It'd be 10 bucks for a monthly pass uh, on the NFHS Network, uh, nfhsnetwork.com. Yours truly will be on the call along with Andy Hayes for the championship games today from ODU. So uh, that's how you watch it, in case you're wanting to know out there. And you can also tweet us anything you got on your mind uh, via our 757 Sports Talk Twitter feed at 757 Sports Talk. Uh, quick update on the NFL picks before we go to break. We will do these in a different segment today due to some uh, responsibilities I have to take care of before the end of the show. And uh, Ed will close us out today with a couple of interviews. We've got an interview with Brandon Hillman, by the way, of Churchill High School, who I know you were excited about. He's going to play at Notre Dame, his college football. Good pick. And uh, you'll hear what he has to say about that. We caught up with him this week. Also, Doreen McCain of the Maury Commodores will join us before we sign off to give you a preview of his team's matchup, which kicks off at 12 noon today against Highland Springs in the Class 5 final. Maury trying to get some redemption from last year's loss on the final play where Stonebridge broke their heart on a touchdown pass from Jacob Thomas, who's now at James Madison, to Zeke Wimbush, who is committed to Charlotte, uh, was a senior this year for Stonebridge, but has reopened his recruitment, still has a lot of schools in the picture like Pittsburgh, and we'll see if he goes back to Charlotte or if he ends up going somewhere else here. But uh, So we'll get Doreen McCain's thoughts on that. But on the NFL picks, 22-14-3 uh, for me, 2-1 and one last week, winning on the over 44.5 of Vikings Jets. Uh, the o- under 40 and a half of Giants Washington. Thank goodness that game ended in a tie, 2020 all. I got to win there, and a loss of Tampa Bay minus three and a half against the Saints. Uh, Risser got a win to move over 500. How about him? He was 0 and five. He's now seven and six. Denver plus nine and a half wins. You decided to put a checker on a checker with that, Ed. Baltimore wins at 10 to nine, but you lose the minus nine and a half. You also lose the Chargers plus two and a half as Vegas won that game, 27 to 20. Why couldn't they win the game Thursday night? It's another story for another time. Seattle minus 7, 27-23, comeback win against the Rams. Why couldn't they have won that game? Uh, and 0-3 for you drops you to 15-24. and 24. You're on a seven-game losing skid. you got to get out of this funk. And Dino, meanwhile, won his dog. Woof, woof, Cincinnati plus 2.5 over KC as they win it 27-24. to 24. Joe Burrow and the Bengals to bring Mr. Franza to 8-4-1 and one on the year. I... I... 
You have no thoughts, no comments. No comments. <laughs> I'm just rattled seven in a row. I zero oh, and three. I had short picks. Of course, I I did the old magic with the Raiders. If they win, I win. But if they lose, I lose. We all lost Thursday night, yeah. except Baker Mayfield fans. They won. I was just but, a team um, late. Yep, that's exactly what it was. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right, we're going to take a timeout. We're going to also try to connect with Gary Hess. He from uh, the Richmond Radio uh, booth that's calling the game today. On if you want to listen to it on radio for free uh, with uh, WRVA uh, nine ten the fan. Uh, he and Gary Criswell give you the call of that. So we'll connect with him before we sign off today to give you a thought on Highland Springs and a, and a look at them with their matchup with Maury. But it's time to take a break here at 757 Saturday Sports Talk live from Old Dominion University, site of the VHSO Classics and Class 5 State Football Championships. And it's only on ESPN Radio 94.1. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio 94.1. 757 Saturday Sports Talk brought to you by Larry King Law. If you're injured in an accident, you know who to call. That is 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D for Larry King. AJ Rissler's back in our Virginia Beach studios with the coach Ed Young. I am Matthew Hatfield. We're pleased to be joined by a special guest. He joins us pretty much annually every year when we have the state football playoffs. We're playing someone up in Richmond. Richmond has a team down here. And uh, today it's the 804 versus the 757. And we're pleased to be joined by the man that is the voice of high school football in Richmond. They did a couple of nice pieces honoring him for his, what is it, 30 years you've been doing this? It's the 30th. It would have been the 30th season. It's actually my 29th year okay. because we did not broadcast in the spring of 21. Because of COVID, okay. So it would, and it was just, and we we weren't afraid to broadcast. It was just, everything was weird in the press boxes. And it was, you know, everything about playing football in the spring was weird. So we just kind of backed away from that and came back in the fall last year. So this is technically my 29th year. And that voice you're hearing is none other than Gary Hess. You can follow him on Twitter at GHESRVA. He is the sports anchor on WRVA, veteran voice of high school football on 910 The Fin, and he can tell you how you can listen to today's games if you want to do that for free, or you can watch uh, Andy Hayes and yours truly on the call on the NFHS Network, or do both. Have the audio on for both, and listen to, sometimes the radio's ahead of the stream, the stream's ahead of the radio, it's neat to do that. So, uh, Gary, uh, let's talk about uh, this matchup today. Highland Springs is 14-0. I don't know that Lauren Johnson has said it to you guys or anybody else, but I've gotten the sense that this team, if they finish the job today to go a perfect 15-0, will be in special rarefied air as maybe as good as any of his previous four state championship squads. But the thing that strikes me, and I'm sure Ed will, uh, his ears will perk up with this stat, um, and I think our guy Danny Lewis on Virginia Preps had it as well, Lauren Johnson and the Springers are a perfect 10-0 against teams from the 757, which includes five victories over the likes of Indian River, Norview, Nansman River, and Maury twice in the postseason. That's hard to break, and you consider how great the teams are, both in the 757 and the 804, to go to 11-0 here before they go to Class 6. That would be remarkable. I did four of those five games okay. that you just mentioned. The one we didn't do was the Maury game that was down here, the 13 nothing game uh, in what year was that? Was that last year? The year before? Uh, that was the 13 nothing was the 2020 year. Yeah, well, that's yep. why we didn't yep. do that. So, yeah, all those semifinals, the years the Springers won four in a row, we did all of those. And uh, 
Uh, eight, there's just something about 804 against 757. It's just, for those of us that have been around a long time, it's just an especially since in the last 15 years, I think that's a good number to say, Matt, the, that the 804 has kind of elevated its game and now is on par with 757. It's usually a pretty good battle. We did a regular season 804-757 game this year when Lake Taylor came up and played Hermitage. So uh, it's it's always a little a something extra. too, wasn't it? Oh, oh 28-27, it was a thriller. Yeah. And and, uh, you know, Coach Sawyer is, is is an amazing dude. He's done a great job. But, uh, yeah, so it's just it's always something just a little extra when it's 804-757. Kind of like, even though it was not a 757 game, every time Highland Springs plays Stonebridge like last week, it's just, you know, it's great theater. And I came up with the stat last week. I don't know if you saw me post it on Twitter. On the field there with Lauren Johnson and uh, Mickey Thompson, you had those two coaches combined had 520 wins and seven state championships. Oh, my gosh. Well, we talked about it last week, and Ed sort of agreed with me that nothing against Maury and Green Run, who are two fabulous programs here from Tidewater, but it felt like in a lot of respects that was the state championship game because the last couple of meetings came on the final play. They've met before in the state finals. Do you worry at all with that plus the fact Maury might be missing a couple of key guys today that Lauren Johnson's team could come out a bit flat, maybe that thinking last week was the championship game to an extent, or no, not going to happen? I don't think that, and here's why. Okay. You've got a senior class. When were they freshmen? They were freshmen in the fall of 19, 19, 20, 21, 22. Okay which was coming off the fourth of four straight state championships. So you know what they hear about all the time? They hear about four in a row. Aziz Foster-Powell had an older brother that won a state title. They hear about Greg Dortch, Kayvon Wallace, Makai Becton, Pootie Carter. They hear about all these guys, four in a row. Guess what? These guys haven't won any. And they, you know, and they don't want any part of that, especially when you look at Braylon and Brennan Johnson, Coach Lauren Johnson's two sons. Braylon's heading to Virginia Tech. He's a standout corner, had two interceptions last week. You know, they were ball boys on those four teams. They were around that program. Do you think they want, you know, I think Braylon wants to finish his college, high school career without a state, without a ring? He does not. So I think there's plenty of motivation in the Springer camp. Another thing I'll tell you that I found very interesting talking to Coach McCain this week was you kind of mentioned that the Stonebridge-Highland Springs game felt like the state championship, and I don't completely disagree with you. Don't tell Coach McCain that. Oh, he, yeah. He, he 100% believes that Maury belongs on the same field with Highland Springs, and I'm in no position to tell him he's wrong. And I got news for you, too. With Highland Springs, 34 seniors, they move up to Class 6 next year. That'll be the problem of a school such as Oscar Smith, Western Branch, Freedom, and others there, and Freedom's a machine in itself. Ed, uh, Maury has nine of its top 13 tacklers back. Coming, uh, returning next season, so they'll be probably in position to make it three straight state finals appearances here at Old Dominion if they want to get there. Well, when you when you look at that down the road, yes, but we got to take care of today. They're coming up a little nicked up, a little banged up, which is not good against a team of, of Highland Springs caliber. Now, I, I, I go to Gary. Gary, every time we get these big kind of games, I always say, what's up front, especially high school, based on your, your observations, background, the digging you've done, how do we match up maybe line-wise offense, defense, and, of course, we flip it when they go to the other side of the ball? We noticed uh, talking to Coach Chris, uh, who's my color analyst, who's a former coach uh, down here at Hampton University, and he really does a great job breaking it down. He was noticing that the Maury offensive and defensive lines, while not lacking skill, is a little undersized. And 
uh, that is going to be a challenge, especially their offensive line against the Springer's defensive line. You're talking about Miles Green, who's committed to UVA. You're talking about three of the four uh, starters on the D-line were first-team all-region, uh, two of the five offensive linemen. The uh, Yeah, so that, that's a clear advantage for the Springer's up front. Now, when you've got the kind of skill kids that Maury has, if people are healthy, you just don't know, you know, that can be a great equalizer to an extent, but Highland Springs has got those kids, too. Well, and I say line because when we hear down at 757 Highland Springs, I think the first thing that comes to our mind is great skills guys, great hand guys, speed guys. We don't hear a whole lot about the line. Maury has proven that also. They've got the, the, the hands guys, the speed guys. So when it comes down to that battle, that could be if, if all injuries are taken care of, can kind of nullify itself. I kind of like, you know, especially the Springer front seven against the Maury O-line. I really like that matchup for the Springers. I mentioned the D-line guys. Also, they have two inside linebackers and a, and a guy they call the nickel uh, who is Lance Nelson, and he basically plays like a de facto third linebacker. And those three guys, all three first-team all-region. Uh, in fact, Brennan Johnson, the coach's uh, sophomore son, uh, one of the inside backers was the region defensive player of the year. And you'll see these guys, Darius Taylor, uh, Brennan Johnson, and uh, and Lance Nelson. These three guys make plays all over the field. And then you got that D-line, too. Uh, and Miles Green is coming off the best game I've ever seen him play in a Holland Springs uniform last week against Stonebridge. So I think that's a clear advantage for the Springers. I'm not sure. The Springer O-line is very good. I think they have an advantage maybe over the Maury D-line. But if you're in you know, that line of scrimmage, I think the Springers have a clear advantage. But you have, you know, the skill kids have to make the plays to make that advantage work. But it's nice to have that advantage. Well, if, if the line allows them that extra time, especially your QB, they're going to make those plays because they're skilled. Okay, I got to go to the next one too, and I always look at this in big games, special teams. I don't think high school football gets enough pub about their special teams. Sometimes the work is going into the offense, defense, and all of those kids are are playing there because you need them on that. So the special team doesn't get enough work. I don't think you get to this level without a good special teams. When we look at the special team aspect of the game, who has the advantage? You know, I'm not 100% sure. It looks like in the kicking side of it, that advantage may go to Maury a little bit. Uh, the Springers have had a kind of a two-headed monster at kicker, kickoff, punter, and these two guys, they struggled last week. And so maybe it's a recency bias, but I'm, I'm a little concerned about that part of the game for the Springers. On the return side of it, the Springers have an advantage. Jakairi Henley, who's number one. Takai Heath, who's headed to Virginia Tech, number two. Number one, number two. They're wearing those two low single-digit numbers for a reason. You know what I'm saying? These two guys uh, have uh, – I think Takai Heath has two – Ja'Kyri Henley has one. They can go the distance anytime they touch the ball, especially in space. They they're, they're, they both start at wide receiver as well on offense. I think that part of the game, the edge belongs to the Springers. But in the place-kicking part of the game, I might give an edge to Maury a little bit. They look, I haven't seen video, but looking statistically, it looks like the kicker for Maury is pretty good. Yeah, and the Springers missed a couple extra points against Stonebridge. They did, and, that has, it's, it, and then the one they made didn't look very pretty. It got through the uprights, but it didn't look very pretty. So we might see one of Ed's favorites today. Both coaches, or at least one of the coaches, Lauren Johnson, if not Doreen McKinnon, Maury, go for two, which Ed loves to see that. Go for it on fourth down. Go for two as much as possible. And just slinging around here, we're talking with Gary Hess, the voice of high school football in Richmond on WRVA, high school football on 910. The fan, he does the call of all the games 
games up there, the games of the week with Gary Criswell. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on ESPN Radio 94.1 to get you set for today's Class 5 state championship between the undefeated Highland Springs Springers trying to capture their fifth crown and the Maury Commodores who fell short last year in the final play to Stonebridge trying to win their first title since 2019 when they beat Stonebridge over at Hampton University. All right, throw it to you, Gary, and I'll get Ed to comment on this as well. The three injuries for Maury of note. We know there will be no Nathaniel Booganox, the linebacker who was first team all state a season ago. He got hurt in the preseason versus Kings Fork. Uh, the defensive before, back- before you go any further, yeah. I would kind of throw that out of the yeah, equation, the equation right. because they've been without him all, all season. And, and you know, you've been a coach. A guy's gone all year. By the time you get to the state championship, you've adjusted. I mean, that that's in the rearview mirror. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're good because last year he made a big interception in the end zone and people have been wondering if he was going to come back for the playoffs. He, it didn't get cleared. But it was a timetable that he might come back, but it's not going to happen. So, Kendall Daniels last week got hurt, was on crutches at the end of the green run game, had a couple interceptions, ran for over 100 yards, 1,100-plus yards. It sounds like he's not going to suit up today. It sounds like pretty much doubtful to out is what we've heard. Yeah, that's uh, – then that, that would be – and, you know th- – when talking to Coach McCain this week, he talked about – and he, he I, I termed it a two-quarterback system. He corrected me because it's not really a two-quarterback system. We just get our second quarterback reps because he needs to be ready to hit the ground running next yeah, year. I like that. You know, uh, you know not just not just mop-up, meaningful reps. Absolutely. You know, even if it's an 80%, 20% kind of thing, that way he's got some game reps under his belt that are meaningful when he takes over as the man next year. I think the loss, you correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. the loss of Kendall Daniels if he doesn't play is at that free safety position no where he is the quarter, the back the back line of that defense. And uh, looking at the statistics and some of the video I, I looked at this week, that's a dude that, that is oh. going to be a loss on the field if he doesn't play. No question Especially about it. Especially with the skill players that the Springers are bringing to the table. And it's kind of like in basketball terms for Ed. It's like having that complimentary point guard. He's not the number two point guard or number two quarterback. He's that nice wild card you can throw in there to change things up, sort of a change of pace like a running back would be. And speaking of running backs, Peyton Jones, it sounds like, and we'll hear from Coach Dere McCain later on, to see what he says um, that Peyton Jones is going to try to give it a go. The uh, Duke commit All-American who's rushed for 1,440 yards, 12 touchdowns to go with, 244 yards receiving and three TDs. They used Daniels in some packages. He's uh, also used Melvin Lowe in the backfield. But my question with all that is, given that you might not have Daniels or Jones, or certainly neither one at full strength, does Maury throw the ball more with Mario Miller today, or do you stick to what you do? Don't react to the injuries or players being less than 100%, what do you think? I think you have to, you know, sticking to your kind of your offense and doing what you do is is a good thing to do. But let's be honest, you know, if if there's a drop-off in the backfield, what I'm looking at with the quarterback and the receivers from Maury, I look at the statistics of not just one receiver but all four. They're all putting up significant numbers. They're all weapons. Why not put the game in the hand of your in the hands of your senior quarterback who's been there and done that, has multiple weapons to throw to and pass to set up the run because of not having Peyton Jones or having, you know, maybe Peyton Jones does a Willis Reed and and goes a reference for us older guys. Does does <laughs> a Willis yes, does a Willis Reed and goes out there and lines up in the back Field, but basically is there just as window dressing sure. to, decoy, to, right? to to uh, to as a decoy. That's a good. That's the that to and then and then basically put the game in the hands of your senior quarterback. That is where I might lean on that. But uh, the coaches certainly know better than me. And along those lines, Gary, the coach. We're always told, do what got you here. You don't all of a sudden start changing. But a lot of times, your good coaches have some things up their sleeve, so to speak, that they've had during the season maybe here and there, so that when they get in a situation where a key injury is, you can still go to it. If your power in football is running, 
but the main guys that you run with are not there. Well, what are your backups? If, if they're not as good, the line doesn't change. Maybe they will. But if they're not as good, then maybe you go to those wide receivers that can catch it and, and get you 10, 15 yards. The guys that really are successful are the guys that can adapt based on environment, opponent, and injuries. Okay, we don't have this guy. This team's taking this away. Let's do this. Let's and and the other thing is let's not wait till halftime to make those adjustments. Let's come out of the gate or after you know midway through the first quarter. Uh, you know I was very impressed last week. Coach uh, Simmons, the defensive coordinator at Highland Springs, uh, made a few adjustments like toward the end of the first quarter based on some things that Stonebridge was doing, and really. Um, help that defense keep that Stonebridge offense in check. That modified single wing's hard to deal with anyway. I like to see when coaches make adjustments on the fly and not waiting till halftime to implement them. Well, a lot of times the reason for that is you, you don't want to tip your hat on your, your changes. So halftime, if you do it after halftime, that coach doesn't have that little extra time. But my philosophy is you do it as you need it and then let the other guy make a decision how to stop it. You can't you can't wait. It might be too late. Football, especially, basketball is just ever-changing, ever-changing. Right. One or two guys could dominate. You really don't have that in football. You need more. Especially in the playoffs because if it yes. doesn't work out, your season is over. Quickly, yeah. Yep. So you can't you can't do that. You've got to make the adjustment when you can. And it goes back to what you said a few minutes ago when Maury made a comment about running a quarterback in there, not two-quarterback system, giving reps, getting time. My complaint with football coaches from Pee Wee all the way to, to NFL you, you get games where you're winning pretty good, and you still never see the backup quarterback. Now you get an injury or something happens. The backup quarterback comes in, hey, we ain't got no quarterback. we got to go find another quarterback. Well, why didn't you play him earlier when you were up all those times? Which he did this year with Daniels down. a lot. He did a lot this year. He was I mean, you can put a guy that, in and let him hand off. Well, Coach, you, don't, you, never, you never coach football. All you do is basketball. Hey, that fumble can hurt us. I'm like, really? What, what do you do with him in practice? Is he just holding a clipboard like the NFL does? I mean, what are you doing with him? That's my complaint about. That's like with Highland Springs. It's kind of funny. You get the blowout game, and it's like, okay, they're going to get Christian Martin out of the game because Christian Martin has amazing statistics. Yeah. Um, and, and let's bring in the backup. Well, the problem is the backup quarterback's Ja'Kyrie Henley, who plays wide receiver <laughs> and is the fastest guy on the field, right. and he has the you know with the ball in his hands is dynamic. I'll throw one stat at you real quick okay. to keep in mind about Christian Martin, and this is what I think really separates the Springers from some other teams. You look at Christian Martin's statistics. I think I forwarded you the Holland Spring mm-hmm. stats. He's got 29 touchdown passes. Say, okay, that's good. That's impressive. One interception all season long. That is remarkable. Yeah, protecting the football. Uh, you don't see him. You know, Aziz Foster Powell is their main runner. He's uh, been there and done that guy, two-year starter. Uh, you know, played some a little bit in the COVID year too. So, you know, this is a veteran, you know, and that guy is, is he's, a, he's a protect the football guy. So you don't see the Springers turn it over a lot. Now, I may be jinxing them today and they'll, uh, you know, who knows. But they better not find one, out. Gary <laughs> <laughs> won't be doing any more of those right. games. Be very, very quiet. Uh, one interception, though, all season in 14 games. That's, that, that is that's, a, it, it, and this is my mind, basketball coach talking. If you throw one interception a game that doesn't really go back for a pick six or whatever, you're still okay. So that'd be what ten interceptions. This kid has thrown one. Holy That's a, absolutely yeah. amazing. Well, I think the difference too, Gary, and we'll finish up with you here talking with Gary Hess, the uh, voice of high school football in Richmond. It's seven five seven Saturday Sports Talk here on ESPN Radio ninety four point one. We'll tell you how you can listen to him and Coach Chris today on the air. But um, I think the difference may be, and this is to no knock or slight of Mario Miller, he's not as comfortable to extend plays with his feet, whereas Martin. 
Looking at those numbers, he's second in rushing for them, 608 yards. Yep. And I think when it gets to maybe it's a one-score game, third quarter, if it is, third and six, he can make a play with his feet as he's and done all that year. is, you know, he was the starter last year, and he he showed polish as a quarterback. And that was when we did the season opener. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was Manchester's season opener. It was um, Springer's had already played Julius Chambers down in North Carolina. When we saw them in September 1st, that was the thing that popped out at us. The Christian Martin uh, um, confidence to, to tuck it and run was kind of a new element this year. And he had a touchdown last week where he it was like an 11-yard touchdown run. He scrambled out of the pocket, and he encountered resistance at the five. And he churned and held onto that ball and moved the pile with some help into the end zone, the scrum just kind of moved, 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 and became a touchdown run with like with what looked to be a power move. And so then his ability to make people miss and his confidence to take it and run, and then they worked, you know, straight quarterback power into the offense too. You know, the Springers will spread it out and throw it all over the field, and they'll they'll bring it in tight and run it between the tackles too. You know, Lauren Johnson played for Frank Beamer. So, you know, you know you got to have the ability to run between the tackles in your playbook. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uh, get you out of here on this. Uh, and we'll actually finish up with Dinwiddie, too, with you. Uh, our picks for today uh, with Ed and I, we both have Highland Springs winning this ball game. Uh, in fact, in uh, Ed's case, uh, as I pull it back up here, I just lost the, the train of thought. I think you had it as a two-score game, Ed, here with uh, Highland Springs winning this one. Let me just double-check here with the predictions here. Uh, Ed's pick was... As I scroll all the way down to the bottom on Virginia Preps here, uh, you've got it 24 to 12. I've got it 27 to 16. We'd probably be surprised if either team got above the 30 mark in this one, the way the defenses have performed. I am uh, kind of with you on that. I think um, I don't think it's going to be a track meet. Okay. I, I really don't. But both teams are capable. Of it. You never know about games like this. But I think both defenses are going to have a say. Uh, I would tend to agree with that kind of game, yeah. Dinwiddie's been great all year. Ed's got that one scored 30-27, to 27, closer than I do. I've got it 45-26. The Generals have scored less than 40 only one time all year, which was the win over Warwick last week in the state semis. Harry Dalton's tremendous, and Jordan Tapscott, the receiver for Kettle Run, has got 90 catches this year. That could be a track meet potentially. It could be potentially a track meet, but I think you're sleeping a little on Dinwiddie's defense. defense. Okay. I think, you know, Dinwiddie, uh, so much of the attention is on Harry Dalton, and why not? He's got He's a sophomore. 15 years old, he's got 54 touchdowns. 25 touchdown passes, 29 touchdown runs. He's been amazing. The Richmond area record is 56, so he needs three to break that. That's Tra- Travion Henderson's record? Travion Henderson, and he shares that with somebody else, and I'm, I'm, okay. I'm lost at right now. It might be DeMond Claiborne from last year of King William if you it, counter it, him for Richmond. We do, we do count him as one okay. of ours. Claiborne, I believe, had 54. Four, okay. Uh, the, the record book that the Times-Dispatch keeps on local kids – uh, I think that touchdown record does not include kickoff and punt returns, okay. and I believe Claymore had like three of those three last of those, year. Yep. Anyway, um, so Harry Dalton, however many he finishes up with, he's got 54 now between passing and rushing. Plus two years to play. And two more <laughs> years to go. He is amazing, but that defense is pretty amazing too, led by middle linebacker Trey McBride, who was the uh, Region 4B Defensive Player of the Year, uh, and Quentin Mankin, who's a shutdown corner. Uh, I think – uh, Quentin Mankin against the receiver from Kettle Run will be will be worth the price of admission in Lynchburg today. Uh, I will just say this: Kettle Run, by all accounts, is a really really good team. Uh, that's uh, Noakesville, Fauquier County, that area, right? I don't think anything in Fauquier County quite looks like what Dinwiddie brings no, to the table. No, uh, I, I think the Generals are poised to uh, 
to claim a state championship. And, you know, as good a – you've been following this a long time. As good a job as Billy Mills has done and as great as Dinwiddie has been, it's hard for me to believe they've only won one state championship. It is, isn't it? Yeah, and so it feels like they should have won more. And so I think today going from a one-time state champ to a two-time state champ during Billy Mills' tenure there is very important for the generals. And uh, I won't make a prediction for this game because I'm calling it, sure. but I will predict I think the generals will take care of business Well, today. and I think the takeaways are going to be today, Ed, tell me if I'm wrong, that people will be saying, can we get the championship teams to play a playoff, which they won't do? Can we get maybe a Highland Springs Freedom matchup, a Dinwiddie Phoebus, should the teams that are favored and expected to win, if you will, win today? But you never know, and it won't happen. Do you think Highland Springs wants any part of playing Freedom? Not now, but they will next year. They'll <laughs> have to play them next year in Class 6, <laughs> moving up. That'll be uh, Last crazy. time I saw Freedom was when they played Manchester in the 2018 state championship game. They're a little better than they were that year. Yeah. Well, uh, Ed, anything else? I know you want Gary to call a state championship for you in basketball, oh, but you got to get there. I tell you what, it'd be absolutely great, but another thing is Gary and I getting on the uh, mic, and uh, all three of us even would be – That would be fun. Would be unbelievable. That, that would be we'd fun. We'd be breaking all kind of records and equipment. We'd be breaking some rules probably, uh, too. No probably too. How can I listen <laughs> no to you and uh, Coach Chris? Okay, so, uh, uh, you know, there's a new in the age of the Internet, we have a new phrase now. It's called terrestrial radio. That's right, yeah. And terrestrial radio, uh, out of Richmond, we're on 910 The Fan, which is also on 105.1 FM. You can get us on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. That's uh, all the Odyssey uh, corporate stations, radio signals. You can get us on the Odyssey app. Or if you go to thefanrichmond.com, uh, that's live online. You can also, I just posted just a couple minutes ago, Go on my Twitter feed at GSRVA, a link to that list live, listen live online. So you can catch us out online or on the radio today, uh, and uh, we'll be uh, sending it back to Richmond. And uh, I'm not going to lie, we have great respect. We don't denigrate, but when we play the teams from out of the market, we're a little bit on the homer side. Uh, in our we broadcast. understand. We, we are, too, at times with the 7-5-17. And that's, what, you know, that's it. But, but when it's two local teams, we play it right down the middle. So, you know, we'll be behind the Springers today on the air, but – not like over, not like over the top. Sure, so. we have respect for uh, teams on each side. As, so and I, and I, having gotten to know Coach McCain, this is my third game with him. I, you know, when you look at I, all, this is off the top of my head, so I may not be right. This is his sixth year, mm-hmm. and his first year, he took over a team that was struggling. I think the co- previous coach went like twenty-two and forty-two or something like Very that. Very bad, yeah. And, and and went four and seven that first year, and now five straight regional titles and playing for his second state championship. Numbers don't lie, man. Coach he's, McCain's done a phenomenal he's job. He's as sharp as it gets and would not surprise if he's coaching college ball at some capacity one day. So, uh, well, if you're out and about with the with the wife, the family doing some holiday shopping, tune in on the Odyssey app and follow Gary on Twitter. He'll give you the links to uh, listen to today's games for the Class 5 state championship with the Highland Springs Springers and the Maury Commodores. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at GSRVA. Thank you so much, my friend. Have a good call. You got it. Thank you for having me. Always right, good to, uh, uh, pleasure, to, to, pleasure, play, pleasure. to play radio with you guys. Gary Hess with us here, the voice of Richmond High School football. 910 the fan we'll take a timeout and come back with more here on 757 saturday sports talk on espn radio 94.1 including our conversation with brandon hillman of the church and truckers who's headed to play his college football for ed's favorite school the fighting irish of notre dame oh play the fight song play the fight song uh, you want to play the fight song this morning really that'll be coming up it. soon on espn radio 94.1 this is 757 saturday sports talk with matt hatfield and coach ed young on ESPN Radio 94.1. All right, it is 757 Saturday Sports Talk, brought to you by Larry King Law. If you're injured in an accident, what do you do, Ed? Who do you call? You call Larry King Law, but... You What's the number? the number? You don't know no, it, do you? I got the number. It's just 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D for But I Larry keep King. telling people, if I'm in an accident, I want oh. somebody to call the ambulance first. Don't overthink this. Okay. 
Larry you King Law, yes, they're going to protect me, but I need an ambulance to get are my butt off the ground. trying to run our sponsor off the show? What, are you, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but I'm laying on the ground hurt. No lawyer can Hey, help now, me. that was Dave Sims, our buddy that came on the show. By the way, we, while we're th- we give a shout-out to Dave Sims, the Seattle Mariners uh, broadcaster who came on when you were not there that day. I, he was there with me that day. Uh, we have to send our best wishes, our thoughts and prayers to Bob Rathbun, who's been on the show many times, the Atlanta oh, Hawks yeah. play-by-play voice. You saw just a very scary situation, um, reportedly got dehydrated and, and was pretty much almost collapsed, essentially, in pregame with Dominique Wilkins for the Hawks game or this week. So, Bob, we want to send it out there. Everybody here in the 757, we're thinking of you. We're praying for you. He did, obviously, sports for many years here, whether it was ODU oh, basketball, Todd, William and Mary was on WTKR Channel 3, and he's come on pretty much every time we've asked him when he's not had a uh, prior commitment. So, um, Bob, uh, we wish you all the best and speedy recovery to you. Yeah, anybody has his number, call him. And, and well, I've got his best. number. Call him, but yeah. tell him, tell him uh, we wish him the best. and uh, We'll tell him Ed Young said that, and he'll say who? Yeah, he'll who? say who. But I know Bob. He don't have to know me. I'm not important, but he's a good, good dude. With Great guy. Around. Great guy. So um, there I, you have I, it. Speaking of Atlanta Hawks, I see where Nate McMillan set my cousin down. I guess they had a Set your cousin down? Trey Young. You've never heard of Trey Young? It's not your cousin. What is wrong okay, with you? I, see, this is why I can't work under these conditions, Al. What is Trey Young's last name? I rest you my case. said it. doesn't We're mean cousins. he's your cousin. I've seen him at the cookout every year. How are we not <laughs> the cousins? cookout, really? Yeah, then, then they called, uh, what they call, the uh, people to keep you from harassing them, right? No, we talk about who's Restraining order? No. Get your restraining order? I mean, you, look at Trey Young. There's a small similarity between him and I. Just you got to look him in the face. Small similarity. I see no similarity right. between between uh, you and Trey Young. As people just decide to open the doors and see if we're all right. Listen, we'd like some food. That'd be cool. Boy, lucky uh, we, we don't, we're, we're, we're taking a shower or something around here. No. Well, why would you take a shower in a press box? Well, you know, well we so- might need to with the, some of the things you're saying today. Well, oh. AJ, he's all off the rails today. I'm, just, you know, I'm getting a kick out of this. Uh, well, sure. you, you ought to understand sometimes, you know, when you're on the road a lot, you got to do what you got to do. And if there's no water, you can still take a you shower. You've got like 15 sound bites you can cut up from today. Show? Yeah, it's uh, somewhere. Somebody somewhere has done it. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> well, it's gonna come or, up, wait a minute. Today's going to come up as Ed Young in Virginia Beach when they look it up. <laughs> Google yeah. it. Yeah, Google that's, it. It's a correct phrase. Google it. Has any of one of your kids referred to it as the Google machine yet? Or when you mentioned something, no. they, they Google it because they didn't know what you were talking about. None of your players no, are talking about. My players are very clear to what I mentioned in practice and how I mention it, and I make myself, I pronounce exactly what I want done, so there's no gray area. Okay. Uh, while we have a moment here, the Phoebus Phantoms are playing at Liberty today. We don't want to slight them and leave them out. We actually we effort tried to get Boy, a hold of Jeremy Blunt. Here. I do, too. Uh, getting them on. We, we were unable to connect with him, so those that wanted to hear from Jeremy Blunt are uh, – we will probably, you know, get them on maybe next week. After matter of fact, you'll get to get them on because I'll be in an airplane to Tampa, so you'll be running the show. Have fun with that, AJ. Maybe it'll be Dino's turn to yes. take a break. Um, but, Back uh, in studio, and I'm running. So yeah, I think uh, I'm getting a cough as we talk. Oh, there you go. Yeah, get that. Get, get you know, those it, lozenges. You know, that, that reminds me. Almost the last couple of times I've been there, Rister's been incognito. That's yeah, right. There's, there's a and, reason. And Dino comes in. He's kicking stuff. He's mad. He's throwing stuff. I wonder down. why. It's for, probably because the guy on the other side of the glass is driving him nuts. Though. Oh, he, Dino comes and says, "Okay, Ed, do we have to go over this again?" I said, "What is that, Dino? Don't touch nothing. Don't ask me for nothing." I said, "Dino, calm down." Yeah. Anyways, I'm sure he's the one not calm as opposed to you. Uh, oh, it could be Royce. It could be Richie. Uh, no, Richie's perfectly calm. What? What, is, what are you? Why are you taking uh, shots I, I, at people? No, I've done shows with Richie where he jumped over to death. Uh, no, stop it. Yeah, one time I grabbed a pen, and I don't know what I, happened. I probably would jump. If I was a new show, I have jumped over to death with you. So what, I don't blame him one bit. You're the crazy man. All right. 
Keys today for Phoebus and Heritage. Uh, Heritage of Lynchburg uh, playing a Phoebus team who is going to be without its quarterback, who once was at your school, and Nolan James, a two-sport ah, athlete. No, got a broken oh, bone in his leg. He got hurt in last week's state semifinal win over Brentsville District. This is a young man that's accounted for uh, over 3,000 yards of offense and 43 touchdowns, 33 through the air, 10 on the ground. They still have Jordan Bass, though, who's got 28 touchdown catches to go with his nine interceptions, three pick sixes. The Pittsburgh commit who's the Region 3A offensive player here, and a bunch of talented pieces uh, to complement him, like Ty Taylor in the backfield with 15 rushing touchdowns. Uh, Michael McMullen, Anthony Reddick on the defensive line. McMullen's got 21 sacks. The JMU commit, they've got eight players, Ed, on defense to the Phantoms that are all region, and they've given up less than five points per game on defense. This Heritage team is pretty good, though. Balanced with their quarterback, Jasir Hove Bateman and Rajan Booker Photo, the running back, and they did beat Phoebus four years ago at Liberty University. It was a good ball game, wound down the wire uh, when Heritage prevailed by a score. I think it was 24-20 was the final, if I remember right, in that ball game uh, back in 2018. But the keys to me are, uh, you tell me if I'm wrong here, for Phoebus it's going to be turn Heritage over. Heritage has only turned the ball over this year. Uh, I think it's 11 times in 14 games, which is not a whole lot, less than one a game. Uh, stay solid on special teams with a new quarterback in Jaden Early sliding in for uh, Nolan James, you want to get yourself pretty decent field position, not leave points on the field. And the third one's going to be collapse the pocket against Heritage, make them go to max protect to keep Bateman upright. Uh, what do you think about that matchup? And uh, your score is 30-8, to eight, so you still think Phoebus rolls. I've got it a tad bit closer at 28-14 to 14 to double up the Pioneers. Well, first of all, you know, it's a shame about Nolan, Nolan getting hurt. I texted him last night. He's in good spirits. He's going he's gonna to play the role of like a student coordinator today. Did you really text honestly. him or are you just saying that to be funny? No, I, got, I, got, okay. I, no, I text him. Um, I mean, even though he's he's gone from our program, he did play basketball for me. He's a good kid, uh, and hate you know I try to keep up with the guys that are elsewhere and whatever as long as they want to keep up with me. So I don't want to bother him. Okay. But um, I mean, yeah. I did, he didn't reply back with the "Who's this?" when you text him. No, he didn't. he didn't. Okay, that's what I that's what I do, AJ. When Ed texts me, I go, "Who's this?" Oh, I didn't yeah. know you're well, well, again. That's you because you, you all kind of different places. I, I didn't mean to make. Go ahead. What's what your point? But no, I, the key with okay, you talk about heritage. It doesn't really loot, give up the ball much. Have they? You know better than me. Have they played anybody with the type of defense Phoebus has? Well, anybody with eight all-region guys on one? Defense no, squad? nobody in the state has okay, that. So, so I but but I would tell you their competition, the Seminole District with Liberty Christian, who was very elephant good. in the room, they can go out and essentially <coughs> recruit, get players, if you will. Uh, and that's why that's Brookville, why it's a private school. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean here, but it's it's the elephant in the room. They got a quarterback from Florida, Brookville, who's good. E.C. Glass, who made the state semis, they played some tough competition, and I dare say their competition now, hard to believe this, is better than the Peninsula because the Peninsula has not been yeah, as fierce down. lately. Although, yeah, kudos to the Peninsula. They got worked to the state playoffs, so we're not trying to knock the Peninsula and say it's a you know garbage or bad district. It's just I think the Seminole probably has harder, closer games on a week-in, week-out basis, and Phoebus has not been in a close game. Their closest game this year was a 21 nothing shutout of Hampton. Think about that. They have not been in a game decided by less than 20 all year. Yeah, and, and like I said, this year it won't be 20 either. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna pulverize Heritage. Pulverize? Pulverize. Write it down. Put, use the word. I thought it was pulverize. He said uh, pulverize. You've You've got to use at least once a day. You've got to use a word you've never used before. Use it correctly in a sentence. That will show uh, your education. Okay. There you go. 
Words of wisdom from the coach, Ed Young. We're going to take a timeout because hour one is in the books. We've got our interview with Brandon Hellman of the Church and Truckers headed to Notre Dame. We also got a conversation with Doreen McCain of the Maury Commodores and so much more. It's the state championship Saturday edition of 757 Saturday Sports Talk from SB Ballard Stadium, Cornblow Field, Old Dominion University. First up at 12 minutes, Maury versus Highland Springs, followed by Freedom of Woodbridge against the Madison Moorhawks. And it's right here on Ed Young's favorite radio station. Oh, man, let me say it the right way. ESPN Radio 94.1.